Hey everybody, uh, I am Ethan, and as always, this is Alex. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's tonight. Today, I don't know what it is. Uh, this episode of Working on the Dad Pod. How are you doing today, Alex? I I am doing well. You know, we got some NBA finals going on. I am not a Heat fan, even though I live in Florida because I didn't grow up here. But I am hoping sure. that they extend the series. So you know, you know, I have. Uh, this is. You know, this is a lot coming from a uh, Lakers fan, uh, but I will say the I find today's NBA Finals to be going on way too long. When we were kids, and I to to level set, I am thirty four. You are also thirty four, but yeah. I I will say that I remember when you know they would play the two play the two playoff games two nights in a row and you'd have the travel day but then like i i think like 15 years ago it was like there had to be a night off between games and then the travel day didn't count as that night off and before you know it the nba final series it's like there's no reason when it's down to two teams that the games need to be like 4 days apart it uh, I, it drives I also me. think it's a i also think it's a legit criticism i mean we're recording on a monday night it's game 5 game 4 was on friday which means they intentionally, and I get they were switching from Miami to Denver, and those aren't particularly close cities. But like, come on, we're talking about Sunday. multi. We're we're talking about multi-billion-dollar sports franchises with all yeah. of the travel equipment and travel staff and nutritionists and masseuses and what yeah. physical therapists, whatever you need. I'm like, I feel like they can get ready to play between right. Friday and then take Saturday. And then play Sunday, but I also think that because they're so married to this format with all this rest, they missed two really good days to have an NBA Finals game instead of having one on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah, it, the NBA, like you know, I'm, I'm all about player empowerment. However, you know, I have made my opinions known on load management is like absolutely absurd. If 82 games is too much for you to like go to work, make the season a little shorter. You know, yeah, like, just, or, or figure out a better way to space it out. But it's absolutely ridiculous that people making hundreds of millions of dollars who only technically work 82 days a year. And I know that's, that's not true. But in my mind, like, I can't just take all the load management. I want you're entitled to a vacation day, but you have an off season. I don't. I'd kill for your salary. Literally, I would yeah. kill someone for your salary. So, you know, yeah. just like, play 82 games. That's it. Yeah. That's, yeah. this is not a sports podcast, but I can, I can go on all day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> I, I I mentioned I'm not a Heat fan. I am a Charlotte Hornets fan, um, and they are absolutely atrocious. So I, I I tend to care less about that than you because the team I'm watching, you know, like I, I can watch NBA games as just a fan of the sport. You know, it's yeah. not my it's not my go to favorite sport, but I can just watch it as a fan of the sport because I know that my team, you know, their biggest accomplishment this season was almost getting the number one pick. They got the number two pick. You know, that's, <laughs> that's right. fantastic for them. So um, interested to see what they do. But yeah, that's... It's not going to be the French guy. Yeah. No, it's not going to be the French guy. Um, yeah. So, you know, it'll it'll be... Unless the Spurs do something absolutely silly. But anyway... Yeah, well, they're a well-run program. Um, yeah. All right, so... Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, why, don't, uh, why don't you kick us off with a win? All right, so... My win for this week is I had mentioned previously in one of my wins and losses, my daughter sort of scared of everything. And one of the things I was actually um, referring to was she can get really scared of even riding a bike on training wheels. I had previously talked about her conquering a playground. Um, mm -hmm. 
But when my dad was in town a couple of days ago, one of the things that we did is we actually went out for a bike ride. And nice. she has she has legitimately fallen off a bike with training wheels on it. So like she mm-hmm. is as clumsy as she is a scaredy cat. But we did a very long bike ride. Um, okay. We did, uh, you know, there, there's a couple ways to go through our neighborhood. There's a short path and a long path. Same ways we take the dog. One's 15 minutes walking at a normal adult speed. One's half an hour. Oh, okay. And we started nice. off and you can, you can basically come to a fork in the road kind of thing. And you can choose um, after you get started. And she decided she wanted to do the long way, but she was getting scared Every time the sidewalk sloped a little bit, because that was when she fell before, she was trying to avoid a puddle and she like jerked the handlebars this way and that. And then it tripped over because she was on a slanted driveway by mm-hmm. the end of it and fell like right into a puddle. I mean, she ate it. It was mm-hmm. comical. But this yeah. time she's getting scared of that. She's getting scared of the little bumps on the sidewalk to, okay. you know, like to let blind people know. I think that's what they're there for to let blind people know, like, hey, you're coming up on a drive, driveway entrance okay. street crossing she'd be scared of that she's like i'm gonna fall on that i'm gonna fall on every slant and she slows down that's her problem she always slows down when something and i'm like the key is actually pedaling through it and so there were tears but she did not get off the bike from the time we left our driveway to the time she pulled back in yeah Um, that's awesome i was recording the i was recording the walk on my apple watch and she did over a mile um one of the coolest parts about it is the route she chose was actually different, slightly different route because she wanted to show my dad her elementary school. We're not mm-hmm. this year. This year she's still going to be in pre. She's going to be in pre-K, but next year she'll be in kindergarten at this school, and it is very walkable. Um, the nice. backside of this school backs up to our backyard. Um, you have to go around a couple blocks to get to it, but we biked by it. Um, and that's been a big sort of milestone that she wants to get to so that when she goes to elementary school, like they've got fenced in, um, bike racks and she wants to Mm -hmm. be able to ride her bike to school instead of taking a car or walking because walking with the kids will take 10 times as long as they'll need to, but she wants to be able to bike to school with me. And that's something I told her we do as long as she gets up to confidence. And so being able to take that route and, um, do it was a huge win. How about you? Hey, I'm, yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. I just want to say uh, that uh, those little girls and their willingness to impress grandpa is truly mm-hmm. remarkable. Uh, my father was uh, visiting us the weekend before your father was visiting you. And with grandpa there, uh, my toddler uh, ate more at each meal, everyone that was with him, than I think she has eaten in like a month for any meal. And Mm -hmm. after, and even my nine month old, such a kiss ass, honestly, she, uh, after three nights of waking up every half hour to an hour and me getting no sleep, my, my father's in town and she sleeps through the night. Every night he's there. Never once, despite the fact that he offered would I uh, have to, did I have to ask him to uh, tap in? He also yeah. said he's always had a calming effect with kids where we will eat well and sleep well. And you know what? I was a fat kid who slept a lot. So maybe he's onto something. But, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. I, but, I wanna, uh, I'm going to tap, in, tap into his secrets. See what, yeah, see right? what he can teach me. 
Um, yeah, so uh, so I'm actually going to kind of cheat and start with my loss and kind of roll it into a win. Okay. okay. Uh, tonight, uh, my toddler was having one of her tantrums, and it resulted in um, me having to take her little trampoline away. And mm-hmm. I was looking on YouTube. I could not figure out how to fold this thing. And uh, we're going to have to throw up an explicit warning tag because I just yelled out while she was getting ready for bed upstairs. I just yelled, fuck, because I just (laughs) could not fold this damn thing. Sure. And my wife came down holding the infant and said, congratulations. She's learned a new word. And she has been saying, fuck, 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 fuck. And I was just like, oh. Man, so I come upstairs. Songify it, man. Yeah, that's just and, brutal. She's she is hyped. So that's that's my big L because I know for a fact she's going to say it at school. But to talk about a win, I came upstairs and she goes, "Hey, daddy, I'm just singing a fucking song." So she took my expletive and properly conjugated it into the participle or whatever the fuck that is. And I'm sorry, this is a much more explicit episode than normal, but oh my God, my daughter heard the word fuck and turned it into fucking correctly. And she was just in her room going like, I'm fucking in my roomie. I'm fucking in my roomie. I'm singing a fucking song. And I was just like, what the? So I'm sorry to all the listeners. Um, I hope you are not listening to that with your kid. This is supposed to be an escape, but I'm going to take a win that my daughter is good at grammar. So you know what? We we will throw the explicit tag up there and we can throw it in the episode description so that people know. But I I will say that we've had similar experiences, not songifying it. That is an (laughs) Alpern family special. And that comes from you. We talked on our last episode about daughters mirroring our traits and that's you to a T songifying it. But we did have a point probably about six months ago where my daughter was at a convenience store with my wife and they're walking out and um, it was just one of those things where like she uh, she's walking out and she just goes, ah, shit. My wife goes, what did you say? She goes, ah, shit. My wife goes, why did you say that? And she goes, I thought, eh, fuck it. And we're like, where is she getting this from? Where is she getting this from? And I'm like, like, it works as a sentence, but don't say that. And so we've had to do with that, we've done like, telling her it's an adult word, kind of like we tell her coffee, beer, wine, or adult drinks. Mm -hmm. Um, And she does a pretty good job now of moderating that. Yeah, I tried to tell her that it is a bad word and that every time it is said, someone gets hurt. Um, I know that's like kind of a lie, but it's a hurtful word when used in that context. So I'm I'm just going to say, okay. Um, But... (laughs) But she then went to mommy and said, uh, hey, mommy, daddy's not going to say fuck anymore. And I was like, great. Okay. So, Hey, dads. Are you tired of the same evening routine, dinner, maybe some playtime with toys that get left everywhere, brushing teeth and then bed? 
Next time, pull out a Wongo puzzle and do something different that you and the kids will enjoy together. Wongo is the perfect balance of a good challenge without being so hard that you stop talking to each other and leave your family forever. Trust me, once you try Wongo, you'll never go back to a boring old jigsaw puzzle. They're 100% wooden puzzles. They'll last forever. Each piece is hand-drawn, so no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun, whimsy pieces as you work through it. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. With stunning designs and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. I'm partial to the animal designs like the sea tortoise and the elephant because my kids get excited about them even more. It was great to pull out a puzzle and be done in a night and not have to have it on the table for a week. Forget about it. Maybe get fruit pieces all over it or something like that. So what are you waiting for? Go to wongopuzzles.com, pick your puzzle today, and be sure to use the promo code WOTDP to get 10% off your order. This is the most fun you've had with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to wongopuzzles.com and use the code WOTDP to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. So... Yeah. Um, so this is actually not the worst segue into our episode tonight. Um, yeah. We wanted to talk about screen time. And believe it or not, it's not where they're going to learn the bad words. That clearly comes from us. <laughs> but, yeah, unless, um, unless you've got some really effed up screen time. <laughs> true, true. Um, so before we get into it, I think we just need to have a generic terminology for what we mean by screen time. And for basically, it is literally the time in which your child is in front of a screen. Uh, That can be a television, uh, that can be an iPad or any kind of tablet where you're just trying to distract them. Uh, The point is, there's a lot of literature out there on the pros and cons of screen time and what is an appropriate amount. Um, Mm -hmm. It is all over the place. Let me tell you, I was Googling before this episode, you, you go to the World Health Organization, you go to the American mm-hmm. Academy of Pediatrics, you go to UNICEF, everybody's got different definitions, everybody's got different recommendations. It's a jungle out there, man. Yeah, So, but for the purposes of this episode, we are just going to say screen time is the amount of time in which your kid is in front of a screen. Uh, yeah. Because we are not experts, we are not sociologists, psychologists, or anything we are yeah. just two dads trying to deal with the world of screen time. So, and it's one of those where I honestly could see us in like a year revisiting this with an actual expert because there is so much gray area. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. And I hope, you know, keep listening to us because if we get to that point where it's worth an expert's time to come in, I would love to talk about it on a more um, educational and informational level. Yeah, for sure. Excuse me. Um I also wanted to get into the fact that screen time is a lot different today than when we were kids. Um, Alex and I are both 34 years old and um, I'll let Alex talk about uh, what his situation was personally. But I want to say that I, uh, I am from Los Angeles. Uh, My father worked in the TV and film industry uh, still does. And so watching TV in the house was something he did a lot for work. And again, I, this was a time where there was also less TV. So my younger brother and I, we spent a lot of time watching TV 
And mm-hmm. I don't think that really like messed me up. My, there were rules on what I could and could not watch, but there was also less content. For example, I remember in high school, and I know this is a little older than normal, but there were certain days that I would have avoid my like normal group of friends at lunch because if I didn't get my homework done in time to watch something that was like on TV that I knew we were all watching and we were all going to talk about, um, I didn't want a spoiler and I still hate spoilers today. Like Alex and I have, have, have discussed this very much, but the point is back when we were kids, there was not enough content for it to be overload, but we were living in a time of appointment viewing and that is not something we are in today. But I also will say that like putting your kids in front of the television to get some stuff done was something my parents did and something a lot of parents did. And I don't really think it screwed us up, but there was also a lot less research out there than there is today. Alex, what about you? What was your relationship to TV? I, I think it was, I think it was pretty similar, you know, and it really, it really evolved even over our childhood. Um, right. So, as Ethan mentioned, we're both 34 years old, which means we we're growing up in the 90s and the early 2000s. I think when we were as old as our kids are now, it was definitely like a lot of people were still getting into having cable, that there were mm-hmm. plenty of still rabbit ears around when we were little kids. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, okay, you might watch some stuff on PBS. But like I remember when I was a preschooler, kindergartner, and I was homesick. Like my grandma never had cable and it was like, mm-hmm. I got to watch a lot of Bob Barker, you know, yeah, it was TV like, if I'm like going to watch Yeah. And I'm like, if, if I'm, if I'm at grandma's house, cause I'm sick, she's watching game shows on right. CBS and that's about it. And then it's going to turn into like judge Judy and I'm just going to want to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, like she didn't even have a VCR until I was at least in high school. So it was just, gotcha. it was that, but that was my grandma's house. My parents both had cable for the large majority of my childhood, but then you even got into later, you know, having DVRs, right? Cause that was oh, yeah. you know, initially like TiVo was such a big thing when that came out. The other thing for TiVo? Like they, probably, yeah, I think so. Sounds about right. But also in junior high was the, you know, was personal computers. Right. Right. I remember in sixth grade for my for my birthday, um, I got a computer and it was an all in one gateway um, desktop. And it was awesome. But even there, it was moderated where like I had AOL dial up to begin with. We have one phone line in the house. You know, there were some people, you know, fancy people had two phone lines, one dedicated for their Internet and one dedicated for their landline. And I mean, these are things that our kids are never going to have to deal with in this day and age, but that whole thing of like communicating, it's like, yeah, I'd get home and I might hop on AIM to chat with my friends that I had just seen at school. Yeah. But I have to moderate my time there because if my mom's trying to call me and mm-hmm. she can't get through, she's going to be real pissed when she gets home because yeah. if there's an emergency, she's staying late. You know, we didn't have text messaging when I'm in middle school. You know, we didn't do all that stuff. And so it was just like, you know, there wasn't any other way for her to get in touch with me. And sometimes I remember a distinct scenario where my neighbor came over and knocked on the door and was like, hey, your mom's trying to get in touch with you. She had to call me because you're on the internet. Wow. You know what? I picked this topic for tonight and I totally forgot about 
just how there was that evolution of computers. I, I just like one last little story. Uh, the house that my, uh, that my parents still live in, um, I, we moved in in the fourth grade when I was 10 and being the older brother, I was given the choice of, did I want the bigger room or did I want to have the computer, the computer, because not everybody had a computer back then kids, but the computer in my room. And I could always kick my younger brother out when I said I wanted to go to bed because then I could have the computer all to myself. And I chose the computer. Not yeah. because I, will, I was going to do anything nefarious. I was only 10. But, oh, my goodness, I chose wrong. And, um, yeah. you know, just two years later, everybody's got their own computer, and I'm stuck in the smaller room like a chubby yeah. brother who just blew it. Yeah, that was, um, that was a bad decision. But, yeah, yeah I, I, our, kids, our kids have it so much differently. I mean, obviously, we're using it, as you said, to communicate right this very second from 1,000-plus miles away. We've got other, you know – We've got other these devices phone. in our pocket, <laughs> right? I mean, like we were talking. We got a computer earlier. behind this computer. <laughs> earlier about the NBA Finals, and I was like, "Oh yeah, what's the what's the score of the game?" Okay, heater up by four. Four minutes left in the third, right? Yeah. So it's just it is one of those things where it's constantly changing. How do you guys handle and moderate screen time for your girls? Yeah. So thank you for bringing us back to topic. I yeah. wanted to say that um, on our end. Um, our daughter, uh, our toddler, did not have much interest in TV at all. So we rarely ever had it on uh, when she was awake, only because she just wasn't interested. She just wanted to look at books or listen to songs on um, – uh, What I'm trying to remember what room I'm in – on the Amazon device that you could talk to. I, it is one name up there and one name down here, so I don't want to say it wrong. Um, yeah. But – uh, but it wasn't until I got COVID uh, when she was um, almost three, right before uh, a couple weeks before our second daughter uh, was born, that my wife really just had no choice, just being isolated with this kid, where she was sure. just like, "Oh, your um, all the songs you listen to are also on the TV, and now you know her show. Her show is uh, Daniel Tiger." Um, mm -hmm. which, uh, if for those of you unfamiliar, the, uh, little puppet tiger in, uh, Mr. Rogers neighborhood and now has his own TV show on PBS kids. Um, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that connection. We're oh, not a Daniel oh. tiger household. I, I, oh, she has the, we'll get into it in a minute, but she, she's yeah. got the Daniel tiger game on the family tablet. We've, we've oh, okay. moved from family room, family computer. <laughs> now to we are, we are a family tablet household. There you go. But, but I will say my, my daughter now, uh, we pretty much limit her to like an hour a day of like, so like two Daniel Tiger episodes, which is like sure. four stories. And then, uh, but that is just on the TV front. Um, I do have the TV on a lot now uh, with just like sports in the background. I actually yeah. don't think the fact, like having it on in the background is a problem. And like, frankly, I try to watch a lot of uh, girl sports. Um, just sure. to see like what piques your interest, but yeah. where we struggle, and I'm sorry it took us 20 minutes into the episode to get to this, is it's not just about watching TV. It's that, as Alex mentioned a couple minutes ago, it is also a form of communication. I am from Los Angeles. I live in the Washington D.C. area. 
most of my daughter's interactions, both of them with my parents, her, their grandparents is via FaceTime. And, yeah. you know, I was the first time my toddler met or like saw her grandparents when was uh, the second Thanksgiving of COVID. So she was already two um, where that's the first time she really remembers seeing them. And, you know, there was definitely a little bit of concern on like, how is she going to react to these people not in a screen? So for us, the struggle is, yeah, we want to limit TV because there's so much content and it's on demand. But there's also like, I don't want to limit her from talking to her family. Um, What about you guys? Where's your, where's your give and take your, your stuff. So we, our time limits are probably similar. I think one of the ways that it's very much, that's a little different that we have to juggle differently. And this is a blessing much more than a curse, but because we have two grandmothers close by who provide childcare, we have to sort of communicate with them so that we can add it together on certain Mm -hmm. days to say, okay, what have you been doing with your grandma all day? Did you go to the pool? Did you go to the park? Did you go outside? Did you read books Mm -hmm. or did you watch a lot of TV? Because she might come home and go, can we do a movie night? You know, where we sit. She's watched TV all day. Yeah, it's like, well, no, because like, you know, maybe one of one of our mothers had like a Zoom meeting or something that she had to do that particular day. It was only going to take her an hour, but she plopped the kid in front of the TV. And I will say that my son is a lot like your oldest was um, at this young age. He's 15 months now, and he does not seem to have much interest Family movie night happens. He kind of points when there's like a doggy on screen and goes, ah, ah, ah. He walks away and goes and gets into the baking sheet drawer or something like that that he's not supposed to be doing, um, causing a ruckus and interrupting the movie for everybody else. But we tend to cap it at roughly an hour and a half per day. And the way Mm -hmm. we landed on that was because that was about how long my son would nap when he was doing two naps, mm. one now and he actually goes a little bit longer than that. But by giving her the length of a feature film or three episodes, it allows us on those days where both kids are home to accomplish something without, you know, like when he's at nap time, she can do it. And she knows that that's her time. Cause like my wife mm. will go down to put our son down for nap and she'll be like, I get to watch TV. You know, it's like, it's all she gets for the day. Um, mm. but we also do have, those similar things where my in-laws don't live here all year. Mm-hmm. They spend the summer. My father-in-law is already up there right now recording in mid June. My mother-in-law is going up next week. They go up to Massachusetts for the summer. And my dad lives in North Carolina where I'm from. My mom mm-hmm. is the only grandparent that lives down here 12 months a year. And that wasn't the case until my daughter was almost two. So, you know, we utilize FaceTime. We actually also utilize something and this is, it's a plug. They're not a sponsor, but it's a product I really like. Um, and you actually talking about when you had COVID and your wife was trying to manage your daughter solo reminded me of it, but it's a product we use called Radio. Um, just the word read R E A D E O. Um, it's a website. They have a, it's a freemium model. So you can sign up for free. 
Um, but my mother-in-law got it, I think one or two summers ago for when she was up in Massachusetts and it allows you to video chat with somebody while also reading a book. And so person A clicks on the next page and it flips on both screens, right? You select oh, a book, cool. goes into the room. And so you're reading at the same time and whoever clicks, you can both be in charge or whatever. Um, and it's got a pretty large, substantial library of children's books. And nice. so what we've done is my mother-in-law does that. She reads bedtime stories to my daughter and she'll probably start a lot with my son as well this summer. Last summer, he was a little, little baby and couldn't even sit up, let alone sit still. But mm -hmm. my dad also does it every Sunday night, right? So nice. once a week, he does bedtime stories with both kids and we see how long my son can last before he melts down um, and, and needs to leave the room. But that has been, and that's one of those things that it's tough where it's like, yeah, they're getting the, you know, they're getting the screen time right before bed. That's nobody's going to advise that. But at the same time, you've got a grandparent 700 to 1500 miles away that wants to see their grandkid. And the best use case is like, okay, not only, you know, my daughter's old enough. She does it on the tablet that she can hold the tablet and know mm -hmm. not she can navigate it. She's smart. She can figure out what the close button is and how to find a new book and open the library, all the stuff. And so I can hand the book over. My dad will read her two or three books and I can maybe go wash dishes or clean the litter box, mm -hmm. feed the dog or do something else and get a little bit done, um, which helps my mental my mental health getting ready for Monday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that I, yeah. So you mentioned Sunday nights, uh, the entire pandemic we do send mo most Sundays we do uh zoom, uh, dinner with my mom. So mm -hmm. she, and, and she has it, uh, she's in Los Angeles. So it's roughly about three o'clock her time. So she has like a nice Sunday dinner. Yeah. So we'll, um, so we'll do we'll do dinner. It's an opportunity for my daughters now and her to um, to chat, and you know, it gives my wife and I kind of like an opportunity to like look at each other when we eat. Um, yeah, but it's really but what's really but what, yeah, but what's really nice though is for my nine month old um, who has you know grown up in a vac vaccinated world where mm -hmm. my parents have visited. Now that both parents have visited her individually uh, from age six months to nine months, now when she recognizes their voice on the FaceTime, you can see in her face her coming to the realization like that is somebody I know. And she gets very excited and she'll get super happy and she'll like she's just started waving like this. And it's, you know, mm -hmm. I don't care what I don't care what the doctors say, you know, like this, this is how. She knows her grandparents. This is how I think back to the relationship I had with my grandparents. Uh, one set lived in New York. The other set lived in Florida. I was in LA. And just the coordination of that of that phone call was, was usually a lot. And I don't know if you remember this, Alex, but like – and this, this has nothing to do with screen time. But the one phrase that still shakes me to my very core, even as an almost 35-year-old man – is the thought of my mom or dad turning to me and going, I am on long distance. Like you <laughs> knew 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, like it just, it just uh, that memory just dawned on me. But like, oh my god, I uh, and that's not something my kids will ever understand because you know everything. You know, it's just like no, I've I've got a different different area code on my phone than my wife, and I'm I know you too. And I, yeah, so, I have a Los Angeles area code. My wife's got a New Jersey. Like we live in a Maryland area code. Like, like what right. kind of what kind of world is that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's gotten to the point where there are some local businesses, right, in my area that will only put their seven digit phone number sometimes on their stuff, and I'm just like, I have to do a double take, and I'm like, after I know what the local zip or the local area code is because it is my wife's. Right, and that's one of the few numbers that I actually have memorized these days. Mm -hmm. So I know Mm -hmm. what it is, but it takes me a second um, to to know it because it is one of those. But yeah, so drawing us back into the to the screen time thing, the the biggest thing I think that's important is setting boundaries, right? And and setting those boundaries, whether whether you're setting that time limit or whatever, um, whether it's for you, you know, two episodes for us, it's three episodes. My wife, we found one show that my son actually like sits there and watches and my wife only uses it. And it's, I think it's called Mika. And if you've ever mm-hmm. heard of Blippi, it's part of the Blippi family. Mm-hmm. I, I, my daughter's mm-hmm. never watched Blippi, but I've heard about it from other dads. And so I think Blippi sings a song about garbage trucks. Does he have a YouTube know. channel? Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Right, on anyway. YouTube, and it expanded to like Netflix, and so we watched Mika on Netflix. My son started taking to it, and it allows my wife to clip his nails, and he Ooh, sits nice. still, clips the nails. That's the only purpose of it, and it's one episode. And I want to say it's like fifteen minutes, and it's done. And he doesn't care. He's like, "Cool, I I got what I needed out of this, um, mm. and now I want to be able to claw your face off." But yeah. The last way that we moderate screen time in addition to that is, you know, I'm not here to judge how any parent chooses to parent their kids or create a nice experience for them. But, you know, with the rise of tablets and mobile phones, I even remember when I was like in college and I would go visit my family. I have some younger cousins and, you know, we're sitting at dinner and my younger cousin's like, oh, what games do you have on your phone? Do you have Angry Birds? Do you have this? And he was like nine or something. And I'm just like, you're like a little bit young to be like hyper concerned with this at dinner. I mean, it wasn't like yeah. he was sitting there playing all the time. He was just into, into what the devices could do. But now I feel like on the rare, uh, rare opportunities where we go out to dinner, I'll always see at least one or two kids that have headphones on as big as me. They've got their tablet. They're like walking in and out of the restaurant, like on the tablet, like, and I'm like, listen, sometimes I see them going in and out with one parent. Doesn't matter if it's one or two, if that's what that parent needed to do to have a normal functional night out without the kid going crazy and being completely annoying. I understand that. But for us, we don't do tablets in restaurants and we actually don't even do our tablet in the house with the exception of reading with my dad or my mother-in-law. On video, we designate it otherwise as a car thing for my daughter. Mm. My daughter doesn't nap anymore, um, but my son does. And so let's say we're going somewhere like I'm going to be doing. We talked in our previous episode about taking, you know, having a dad only Saturday. I'm going to be taking the kids this weekend and we're going to be traveling um, 
like 45 minutes, an hour away to what we're going to be doing for the day. I'm going to give her the tablet. I've set it so that if the trip is longer than 30 minutes, it's tablet time. Okay. Under 30 minutes, I can deal with her. My son's probably not going to nap or at least not get a substantial yeah. nap anyway. But over that, you know, I will download some some stuff on Disney+. Plus. I use an Amazon tablet. I really like it. I've had mm-hmm. an iPad before. Don't currently have one. But I like it because it has the kids profile thing. So oh, okay. I can set her up. And it's passcode restricted for her to get back into the adult profile. She can't do it and get into all the other apps. So it's like, okay, here's a Disney coloring game. Here's Disney Plus. Here's PBS Kids app where you've got an Elmo game, a Daniel Tiger game, a this game, a that game mm-hmm. kind of thing. And she can do it. She can control it. She's got headphones that she can yes. wear. And that keeps the road trips manageable. But we've mm-hmm. set it so that she can't just like – and maybe it will change – but we said it so she can't just have tablet time in the house. That that's not what we do because we do try to incentivize her most of the time to be playing with physical toys or out jumping on her trampoline. We live in Florida, for God's sake. We're never going to be mm-hmm. frozen out of going outside, right? It might be hot, yeah. but it's always hot. Deal with it. Um, yeah, we we also limit the tablet iPad mainly to uh, video chatting uh, with grandparents and other family members, sometimes friends. I believe our kids have video chatted many a time. Yeah, but yeah, sure. Uh, we are with our toddler. We do sometimes allow her to have one uh, as like incentive to try to poop on the potty, but that's an mm-hmm. entirely different episode. Yeah. And uh, before before we wrap things up, look. Um, like I said, Alex and I are not doctors. We're not psychologists. We're not sociologists. There are negatives to screen time. Um, I am new to the glasses family because of this pandemic. I've worked far more in front of the screen and the blue light got me. Um, I still have great vision, um, but I definitely do notice um, a difference uh, on my as I'm working now that I have glasses um, uh, for work. So again, if you have heard, if you're an eye doctor and you're watching this show, we do not um, discredit any of your science or field. I just want to say that when it comes to, um, parenting, you know, I think there's a lot of stigma out there about the uses of screen time. Um, so I just wanted to create an opportunity, uh, for us to, to talk about, uh, how screen time works. And if you're a listener and you would like to, uh, share your screen time or, uh, tactics or feelings, we are, we are very much happy to hear it. And I will just plug the use of screen time for watching us on YouTube if you have the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, not this episode with the kids. You know, if you're trying to limit it for the kids, you know, we sure. dropped all the curse words during Lots the wins and losses. Um, so, you know, not that. Um, I think with, with Ethan's win and loss, I don't think we can possibly bleep it out. Uh, it would just be one long sound. Basically, what we just wanted to say was um, – Whatever you feel works for you with regard to screen time, um, use, uh, like Alex said, there are opportunities where you will be given advice, whether it's solicited or not. Uh, yeah. Use what use what you want. Uh, follow the research you want, as long as it's from a credible source. But just make sure that you're doing what works for you and your family with regard to screen time. And, uh, you know, be sensitive about the blue light language. And uh, unless Alex, is there um, anything else you wanted to say, or should uh, should we close for the night? No, I think you know. I think you pretty much covered it. That you really have to just you know use your judgment, find that middle ground. You know, if if, if you are a no screen household, 
I applaud you if you are feeling guilty because you have to use screens to help you in your parenting journey. Don't. Don't feel guilty at all. Don't don't feel guilty. I think that there is a point and there is a level where maybe, maybe you should, but I am not the person to cast those aspersions. I am not the person to share that guilt. Um, You got to do what's right for you. And it's both a balance of what your kid, what is best for your kid and also what is best for you because you are a human too. And sometimes you need a mental health break with a kid watching an episode of Daniel Tiger. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, for all of you who listened, uh, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of working on the dad plod. Please make sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want some extra screen time in your life, uh, listen, watch the YouTube. Um, but again, uh, do not listen to this episode with kids. If you're hearing me say that now it's too late, but yeah, we, uh, dropped some F bombs and I'm sorry, but thank you so much for coming. (laughs) Have a good one. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for working on the dad pod with us. Any resources that we mentioned during the show will be in the show notes. If you have questions, thoughts, or just want to talk with us, the best place is in the comments on YouTube. We're on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at working on the dad pod and on Twitter at working on dad pod. Following and subscribing is always appreciated. Please rate and review us. That helps get the show to new people. And if you know a dad who would enjoy our show, sharing with them is a huge help to them and us. Have a great week.